1: Now back to On the Block with Stricken Austin on 93.7 The
2: Ticket and theticketfm.com. Austin and DP with you here from Tiburon up in... This is Omaha. Gretna closer, but Omaha proper, I suppose. Details. Uh, yes, they matter. Up at Tiburon know where it is look it up get familiar we'll be back here at least six more times over the fall for the big red brunches Mm -hmm. um dp the next hour i think since we went through the offensive depth chart it's only right if we go through the defensive depth chart so i think that's where we'll go in the three o'clock hour but before we get there some news out of the big 10 today ohio state athletic director gene smith Uh announces he's stepping down effective june 30th 2024 so just about 10 months from now This could be a huge move. My question, I guess, we'll have to wait and see, is how much of Ohio State's success is Gene Smith responsible for? How much does his leadership help? And how much of it is going to be a change in that the programs themselves have to overcome this change of leadership?
3: I I find it, oh, look, Sam McGowan's here. Hey, everybody, it's Sam. (laughs) How are you, brother? Come on, sit down here. Sit down here. There is zero chance you get to walk by here without putting on a headphone. There is zero chance. Tell whoever you're on the phone with. Tell them they have to wait. Tell him, Sam McHugh. Who has so, to wait? <laughs> whoever's on. The, whoever's in okay. your earpiece. How are you? Whoever that. We, we're trying to. He. We're asking questions here. Austin, rephrase that question for Sam.
2: Yeah. So Gene Smith stepping down today, effective uh, June 30th, yeah. 2024. Yes. Is Ohio State too big to fail, or will the change in leadership be a challenge for those uh, programs? Yeah, I think there's, there's, there's a challenge related to
1: that, sure. Um, absolutely. Um, you know, Smith was the driving force behind getting Big Ten football back in mm-hmm. 2020. He was. I mean, Nebraska did a lot, but Smith was the reason, you know. And, and so a um, lot, lot of flaws with Urban Meyer, but Urban Meyer and Gene Smith changed the Big Ten in football. And and made, you know Meyer made a lot of mistakes. I think Smith made a few mistakes in the way that he managed Meyer, but uh, but he changed Ohio State. They changed the league, and with those two guys out, um, you have to get the right person in there to support Ryan Day or whoever the coach is going to be. Because I don't think you can lose to Michigan more than three or four times, and you're not going to have a job. It's 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 that it's that high level there, mm-hmm. and you know uh, people know coach you know Osborne to he lost however many times in a row to to uh, Colorado he lost in 89 and 90 uh and then I I think that was it um then they tied in 91 he really needed a win in 92 90 like I mean it was it was always a feeling of like can't lose to Colorado that many times so yeah absolutely it matters who they have as a replacement one of the one of the, the hardest guys to replace huge news uh it'll go under the radar because Ohio State will be good but the difference in Ohio State being nine and four and twelve and zero is, or twelve and one is, uh, a coach's job. So we'll see. I mean, days not on the hot seat, but they're going to hire somebody to come in and replace Gene Smith, and he will have to win uh, because that coach will have that AD will have to put up with whatever, you know.
3: Sam, we're gonna we're gonna push right up. To, Rico, we're gonna push right up to three. Uh, with Sam here because I need to ask him this question and that drive for greatness and excellence and all the things that are required within the big 10 conference sure. and Nebraska specifically. Yeah. Let's talk Huskers. Cause this thing is sitting in front of me. I'm trying to figure out what it is. Yeah. What is going to be the thing that identifies a successful football season this year above all else? What one thing I, I know there's a bunch, But what's the thing that's most important, most prominent riding with nebraska's success
1: That's a really good question you know we're we're doing our special section and we're trying to look at the schedule and the reality is that when you look at that schedule you you can you can imagine yourself getting to a certain number of wins um It's not the hardest schedule in America, um mostly because of where Colorado's at like I think you can go out there and win that game mm-hmm. um so i think I think if you there's two answers to the question. One, if they get to six wins, regardless of how they get there, mm-hmm. it's a success. Okay. And it could be that we say, well, you know, this isn't quite how we thought it was going to be. And there's actually warning signs, but they got to six, and everybody would view that as a universal success. I think the other – but the other way you can do it, whether you get to six or not, is to play the kind of football that I think Matt Rule says he wants to play. And that is you run the ball with your running back. You don't, you don't overdo it with your quarterback. Um, and I say this, and you know the NFL really well, DP. I say this knowing that there are two teams in the NFL that are probably going to do just this. I mean, they're going to Anthony Richardson's going to run the ball, mm-hmm. and and Justin Fields is going to run the ball. And I'm saying that Nebraska can't run Jeff Sims like that, but they might, you know. So, can you run the football with a running back? And, and can your defense create more? Um, the defense the last couple of years, I, Eric Chenier is a good man. I like him a lot. Uh, But the defense uh, never played with a leading edge. They were always playing catch. Uh, And so they, you know, they bend and bend and bend. And that's just not the way that Nebraska football was built. When it was great, Nebraska football broke other teams on defense to offense.
3: Sam, we were talking about the four pillars. I've talked about some great coaches who built this four pillars idea that on each team, in order for it to have greatness, it has to identify, one, it's best player. Second, the player with the highest IQ in that sport. Third, the smartest player on the team. And fourth, the team leader, the team yeah. with the most charisma and the guy that can lead the team either backwards or forwards simply because of who he is. All right? Yeah. Who's the best player on this football team? And you cannot be wrong in any of your answers, by the way.
1: Um, that's a great question. Who's going to be the best football player on this team, not the best mm-hmm. NFL prospect? Right. Uh, I think Luke Reimer's up there. I think Billy Camp is up there. Be honest with you. I All think right. Billy's going to end up being one of the best players on the team. He's a transfer. Trey Palmer was maybe the best player on the team last year. I don't know if he was or wasn't. Uh-huh. He was inconsistent, but uh-huh. but but Billy will be up there. Uh, Luke Reimer, I think, is up there. You'd love to say that it's going to be Ty Robinson. He probably mm-hmm. is the most upside as an NFL prospect. That's
3: your best smart players, high football IQ, specific to the game of football
1: mm-hmm.
3: on this roster. Who jumps out?
1: Malcolm Hartzog, who's probably among the best players too. Uh, Isaac I think is up there Isaac Gifford I think is up there Nick Henrich is up there He's Mm -hmm. hurt a lot Mm -hmm. And that's tough Um, You notice I'm mentioning defensive players Um, Ben Scott in that conversation? Sure You know it's hard to tell Um, I think Ethan Piper probably is in that conversation Um, You know I think those are guys with high football IQ And you know if you you talk to Ramir Mm -hmm. Ramir's quieter Mm -hmm. So he's more reserved But Ramir knows the game really well they just need to find a way to use him and and he needs to he also needs to play in a way that, that doesn't get him his shoulder separated in week 3 and so he's, so he's got to shy away from some things i think too
3: that's T, that's, this is why you got to get Sam. sit This is why you got to get Sam to <laughs> yeah. Okay, here I am. Uh, Sam and I, no, but Call me anytime. Sam and I are working behind the scenes. Something really cool is going to happen. Yeah. We're going to make that happen and I'm excited about it. Yeah. But we, I'll just leave the teas there and they'll have to come back and get the, get the wine later. Sam, thank you guys for the break. Rico, take us a break, brother. We'll be right back. New hour. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger
0: app.